Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to episode 38 of Extreme EvoCast, an all-purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. Uh, this is the second of the two days that I'm going to be spending in a new place um, for the time being. Like I said, I didn't listen to la- like the recording last time. I mean, I did. I didn't listen to it like so intensely that I could tell a difference between... Uh, you know, like the, the, the sound quality in the two different places that I've been, um, like I didn't compare the two, but as far as I could tell, it didn't sound like there was too much of a difference in terms of the sound quality. So, you know, even if there is, uh, this is the last day where that's going to be affected though. Uh, I think I mentioned this last time I'm moving into my dorm, my college dorm, uh, in like three days after this episode is released or two days after this episode is released. Um, so next time you hear from me on EvoCast, it will be in my college dorm where hopefully, uh, you know, it's a little bit up in the air because of the whole COVID situation. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, uh, hopefully my last move for a while, uh, you know, who knows, they could send us home early because of the whole, you know, the quarantine, blah, blah, blah. You don't need me to tell you that. Um, so it's, it's, you know, I can't say that a hundred percent sure, but, um, hopefully it's my last time moving to a new place in a while so I can sort of get accustomed to the sound. I can, you know, make sure I get all the settings right for the ambience, the acoustics of the room. So the, the podcast sounds the best, uh, but for the time being, it's going to sound a little different for this episode and probably the next one because it's, uh, you know, I'm moving in. So, uh, but I can fine tune it as we go. Anyway, um, with that being said, let's get on to the episode. We have a few exciting things to talk about today, um, but there's a little bit of boring old news. Not boring, you know what I mean. Basic old news uh, to talk about. First off, there is uh, a new update coming to Pokemon Cafe Mix. Grookey is being added. It's sort of in line with the rest of the updates that have been coming out. You know, they added Scorbunny, then they added Sobble, and of course, now they're adding Grookey. Um, to nobody's surprise, uh, not really much else to say to that there is, yeah, it's happening from August 12th to August 26th, so that's happening and for, like, for six days after you hear this, so if you're listening to it and you're listening to this episode and you haven't, um, done anything in the update, now's your chance. Um, there is a, there are codes for a shiny Celebi and a, uh, Zarude. I don't know is I don't know if the Zarude is shiny. I assume not. It just says shiny Celebi and Zarude. Um now being so this this is the first time Zarude is ever coming out in the game. So we finally have a chance to actually use Zarude competitively or you know casually as well. Um this is being given out for tickets with tickets uh for the movie Coco, but uh this is only happening in Japan, so I don't actually know if this is a thing that's going on immediately in the u.s or you know other places of the world i don't know uh it just says in japan pre-booking for tickets for the movie pokemon coco is now open and with that serial codes are now being given for shiny celebi and zarud um tickets can be purchased until december 24th and the serial codes can be redeemed until march 31st 2021 you can redeem multiple codes for each save file uh, let's see if it says anything. There's an event database on Cerebi. Let's see if, um, if we have any. Uh, 
Okay, this is a really confusing page. 2020 events. Let's see. Yeah, blah, blah. Let's see if they have the... Okay. This is items. What? I want Pokemon. Uh, events. Can I get some events? Please? It's just showing, like, items. Hold on. You'll have to, you'll have to forgive me. I'm a little bit of a noob at, um... <laughs> a noob at, um... You know, uh, net. Despite ha getting most of my information from this website. Okay, it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to figure this out. I don't know if it's uh, only in Japan. It seems like it for now. Uh, because I haven't really heard anybody talking about the fact that they now have Zarud and a Shiny Celebi in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, like on Twitter, anything like that, or in my server. So we can assume that it's only Japan exclusive for now. So hopefully, you know, that gives us some some hope for the future that they'll release um, they'll release this Zarude and Shiny Celebi to the uh, to the rest of the world. Hopefully soon. But technically, this does mean that we have access to Zarude in you know uh, the competitive format because sort of similar to Zero Aura, you know, it, it wasn't in competitive even though it was you know it, we knew that it was a thing because it, it, you couldn't access it in the games but i suppose this means that you can actually use it now and it, it could be you know despite it only being available in japan you know some people if they really really want to use this seg they'll have to compromise but this does mean that we have access to it now so it's exciting new pokemon being released is always exciting um it being zarude is you know a little bit less so, in my opinion, uh, but hey, it's something. Next, um, so this is related to the fact that I'm moving soon. Um, one more episode. This episode is the, hopefully, the last episode since quarantine that I will actually be able to do community days in Pokemon Go and actually be able to talk about them when they happen. Um, you know, a long running thing ever since March on this podcast has been that, oh, I can't do community days because of the place that I'm living at, uh, and half because of quarantine. I know that they made it better and made it easier because of quarantine, but even then I had zero reason to ever play Pokemon Go when I was living at my, my, my parents' home for the summer because no Pokemon spawn anywhere. Even after the whole play at home thing, no Pokemon would spawn. Um, so I was at a loss. I couldn't, I didn't want to play Pokemon Go ever. Um, but because I'm moving back to my college campus, uh, that means that I can actually play Pokemon Go. And, you know, I don't want to hype it up too much. I don't want to get your expectations high. I'm probably not going to play it as much as I say I'm going to, as much as I want to, because, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be busy with school. We have a quarantine going on. Things might be a little bit more difficult to, to actually play Pokemon Go, but I'm going to try and I can now. So, you know, I don't have an excuse. Uh, but speaking of that, uh, Magikarp Community Day happened, uh, this weekend, or last weekend, it's, it's been like a week since, um, and, you know, again, don't really have anything to say, but I do hope that anyone who took part in it got your shiny Magikarp, I know Magikarp is sort of a big deal because of the whole 400 Candy Gyarados thing, so getting a shiny one is probably pretty cool, um, I want one, but I couldn't get one, uh, and on the same topic as Community Day, there is a vote going on 
um, for the next community day. You know, I, I talk quite a bit on this podcast about what Pokemon is going to be next. And like I said last, or a few episodes ago, uh, it seems like they're going on sort of a, a craze where they're going back through the generations. At least they're going back through Kanto now that they're updated for the current generation. You know, we haven't gotten Generation 6 yet, uh, and they've done most of the Gen 5 Pokemon, you know, the pseudo-legendaries and the starters for Community Days. So they're going back through Kanto right now, and what I can assume is going back through Johto, Hoenn, Sinnoh, you know, through all the generations and doing as many Pokemon as they can from those generations. They're going back through and doing Kanto, and they're doing some highlights, like Magikarp, for example. Uh, and there is a, a vote system. Niantic has announced that the next Pokemon Go community days for September and October will be decided by a vote. Two, both, September and October. At the present, we don't have any details about how the vote will happen, but the choices are between Porygon, Charmander, Grimer, and Caterpie. Uh, I have a little bit more information. That was that was a while ago. There's a little bit more information that was released. Um, Niantic has confirmed some of the new details for the upcoming Pokemon Go community day. It'll be decided by a vote, which would be case... 1 p.m. UTC August 23rd to 1 p.m. UTC August 24th on the official Twitter. Uh, the winner will be available the community day on September 20th and second place on October 17th. The options are Charmander to get uh, Charizard with Dragon Breath, Caterpie with Butterfree for Hurricane, Grimer with uh, Oh and Alolan Grimer uh, to Muck or Alolan Muck to get Fire Punch. Uh, Alolan Grimer would appear during raids, in in raids during the events, or uh, Porygon Z, Porygon, Porygon Z into Tri-Attack, a new move to Pokemon Go, which has the chance of lowering the opponent's attack and defense. So you get a little bit of, you know, a little bit of extra. I guarantee you that Charmander's not going to win because we already got Charmander. Uh, Caterpie's boring. Grimer's okay. I I. I'm guessing it's gonna be Porygon. I'm I'm voting for Porygon. I like Porygon. Porygon's cool. I really I really enjoy Porygon. Uh, it's always been like a rare Pokemon, so getting it, you know, going compared to Caterpie, Charmander, and Grimer, I think that Porygon is the rarest of them all. You know, sort of just collectively over the over the course of the Pokemon lifetime. Uh, so I think Porygon's gonna win. Uh, it could also be Charmander though. There's a chance, you know. I don't doubt the Pokemon community for wanting more Charmanders. Um, but I have a feeling it's going to be Porygon. It's funny because Porygon was actually trending on Twitter on the day they released the vote, and everyone was like, why in the world is Porygon trending? And it was because of the vote. Uh, and I didn't see Grimer, Caterpie, or Muck, or Grimer, Caterpie, or Charmander trending, so hopefully this brings a, a good light into the fact that it's, it might be Porygon. I hope it's Porygon. I like Porygon. Uh, Porygon's one of my favorite Pokemon, so... I'm excited, and this is this is gonna be the time where I can actually start playing Pokemon Go. So I am, I'm excited at the opportunity to uh, vote for the two community days. And you know, it's probably gonna be Porygon and Charmander. If not Porygon and Grimer, I guarantee you it's not gonna be Caterpie. <laughs> Sorry, Caterpie, but you know, it's Caterpie. Moving on, um, last. The last little bit for the news that we have today, nothing super uh, crazy. There is a third uh, Sword and Shield TCG that was announced. Um, set contains 201 cards of various Pokemon, including uh, Pokemon V and Pokemon VMAX, like Charizard and Eternatus. It is made up of the Infinity Zone and Explosive Walker sets from Japan, and it is called Darkness Ablaze. 
Very exciting. Um, you can see all the cards on the card decks uh, on Serapy.net. And now, uh, getting into sort of the pseudo topic for today, uh, something very big that I, that I'm that I've been very excited to talk about is Twilight Wings, number seven. Uh, Twilight Wings is over. Twilight Wings is done for the time being, at least. You know, I it says it's the final episode. Uh, Twilight Wings is done. The last episode premiered a few weeks ago, or two weeks ago, I suppose, almost exactly, because I remember it came out like two days after EvoCast came out, and I was angry because I was like, I could have talked about this, but, you know, whatever. Um, but it was great. <laughs> you know, I'm going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about Twilight Wings as a whole, uh, because I sort of feel like I've already talked about it enough. <laughs> I don't really think that it's that big of a deal that I could justify talking about it uh, a ton. Um, but it is worth giving the last episode a mention. It's sort of just a conclusion. So the story is done. It was a wrap up to the story. John, the little kid that we've been following throughout the entire uh, show, um, finally got to see Leon, you know, spoiler alert, by the way, um, he got invited to the stadium to watch the, um, the battle between Raihan and Leon, and he found Leon on the way, and got, you know, sort of bonded with him, uh, to nobody's surprise, and, uh, went to the stadium itself with Leon, like, in the stadium, and watched the final battle, uh, it was a really good conclusion to this series. I do. I want to say a few things. Uh, the the little bit at the beginning where it showed almost, I think, all of the um, of the uh, the gym leaders sort of giving their opinion about Leon was a very a very nice touch. I liked it. It felt very natural. It it I liked it. It was funny. A good introduction. Sucked me in immediately uh, to the final episode, and you know, uh, the episode itself wasn't anything super you know insane. Um, the battle at the end was very cool. The animation was beautiful, as the animation normally is in this show, but the animation specifically for the final battle was gorgeous. Oh my god, I watched, like, a few videos on Twitter about, like, the making of it. You know, the dude who animated it sort of, um, posted, like, his, you know, his rough drafts and stuff of the animation, and god, it is so gorgeous. I loved seeing everything about it. It immediately stood out to me, and I knew that I wanted to talk about it today. And oh my god, the whole episode, the whole series was absolutely gorgeous. I say this every time I talk about it. I have said this every time I talk about it. The show, the series is beautiful, and that's even more so stated in the final episode. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's over. It, it was great. I'm excited to see if they do more things like this in the future. Obviously, the show's name, Twilight Wings, is a reference of how the Corviknight Taxi Man is in every episode. Corviknight, I guess, is in every episode. Um, that's sort of like the central theme. Or the se the character that appears in every episode is um, the Corviknight Taxi Man, which I think is funny. It's a, you know, it's not centered around him, but he sort of plays a part in every episode. Uh, and that's the whole, that's the whole point. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm going to miss talking about it. I'm going to miss gushing about how beautiful it is. I'm going to miss talking about the story, being invested in it. But honestly, what a ride. So good. Such a such an amazing um such an amazing series. I like I said I really hope that they do more like this in the future. 
Very nice. <laughs> Very good. I sort of get the same feeling as I did with uh, Pokemon Generations, which was like that, that, uh, you know, the, where they went through, hold on. Is, is that what I'm thinking of, right? Pokemon Generations is like the story of Red and like the story of the first, um, the story of, of the first game, essentially. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh no. Pokemon Generations was the, just like the series about uh like it just showed a bunch of different things am i thinking of something else hold on Poke i know i know i do enjoy pokemon generations pokemon generations was very beautiful uh that could be i think that could be talked about in another episode more in depth is that is this what i'm thinking of i don't want to throw it i don't want to throw the name i'm thinking out there because i don't want to seem like a like a dummy if i get it wrong my Wi-Fi is not allowing me to do this. You'll have to, you'll have to forgive me. Give me a second. <laughs> ah, yes. Pokemon Origins is what I was thinking of. Pokemon Origins was the story of of Red. That was good. I want to watch through Pokemon Origins again. I'll probably um I'll probably do a whole episode about Pokemon Origins. What a good little series. I forgot about that. It was a long time ago. Like 6 years ago? Yeah, 2014. Man. What a good, what a good little series. But it reminded me a lot about uh, of Pokemon Origins, Twilight Wings did. I mean, um, and it was like you know this standalone series, a part of the of the anime. It was beautifully animated, beautifully story told. That's not a sentence that works. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. It was good. It was very good. Uh, Twilight Wings reminds me a lot of of Pokemon Origins, Pokemon Generations two in particular. Um, I hope they do more. I mean, judging by the fact that they've done three now. Uh, I don't doubt it, and I'm excited to see what they do next. Just for some reason, the little one-offs that they do off off to the side are always like a million times better than any anime episode that you could watch. And that's, I mean, that's of course my opinion. Um, you know how I feel about the anime, but like these little series that they do are always so great. And Twilight Wings was one of them, and. God, if you haven't watched Twilight Wings, please go watch it. It's so good. Um, like, so much character, so much personality wrapped into seven small little, like, what, six, seven episodes? <laughs> or six, seven minute episodes? I'm not going to gush about it anymore. I'll spare you that. This is hopefully, you know, for your sake, the last you'll hear of Twilight Wings. Um, but what a ride. I am, I'm happy I'm happy that it happened, but I'm sad to see it go, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, anyway. And now, of course, it is time for everybody's favorite segment. We talk about a random Pokemon every episode. Almost said move tutor, random Pokemon of the week. Um, today's Pokemon on the chopping block is number 705. Can you guess it? That might, that might be feasible, I think, for some people to guess. A lot of people like this Pokemon, I will say. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a very favorite Pokemon. Well, its line is a very favorite Pokemon. Uh, number 705. If you haven't guessed it already, it's Sligoo. Unfortunately, not Gudra or Gumi. Um, you know, much more, much more memorable than its, uh, <laughs> middle evolution Sligoo. But we're talking about Sligoo anyway. Sligoo is a Dragon-type Pokemon introduced in Generation 6. It evolves from Gumi, starting at level 40, and evolves into Gudra, starting at level 50, when leveled up during Rain, or Fog, in Generation 7, in the Overworld. 
Uh, rain instigated by Rain Dance, Drizzle, or Primordial Sea will not trigger this evolution. It has to be in the overworld. Interesting. Is there fog in Generation 7? Or, yeah, is there? Oh, there is. In the, uh... In, like, the, the meadow and pony meadow. Oh, yeah, it is. I forgot. That's cool. I actually didn't know that that's how you evolve. Um, Sligu and Degudra in that game. Uh, Sligu is the soft tissue Pokemon. It has Sap Sipper or Hydration or Gooey as its hidden ability. Gender ratio of 50-50. Uh, it is 2 foot 7 or 0 0.8 meters, 38.6 pounds or 17.5 kilograms. You know, I've always really enjoyed Sligu uh, as a Pokemon. I really like the Gudra line, like, a lot. I really, really like Gudra and Gumi. And, you know, Sligu falls into that category, especially. Um, obviously, it's not my favorite. I like Gudra much more than I like Sligu. And I like Gumi much more than I like Sligu. But, you know, Gudra's at the top, obviously, because it's the final evolution. Um, but I love the line. I think a lot of people love the line. Pure Dragon-type uh, Pokemon, which is rare to see a lot of there's, you know, there's not that many dragon types and a lot of dragon Pokemon, um, are, are usually paired with another, another type, at least on their, in their final evolution. So I, for, I forgot that Gudra is just pure dragon. Uh, it's interesting. How many Pokemon are pure dragon? Only a few. Yeah. See, like literally almost every single, um, pseudo legendary their first stages you know their, their first and second stages dratini 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 dragonair bagon sheldon axiu fracture and i guess haxorus too um are all uh just dragon i didn't i yeah haxorus is just dragon too i suppose literally the generation before uh but you know dragonite is dragon flying salamence is dragon flying um Tyranitar's not even dragon type. Dragapult is ghost dragon. You know that. Uh, it's rare to see a, a, a normal dragon type. Just just dragon. Uh, and you know, there's only a few lines. One, two, three, four, five, six, if you count Drudigan. <laughs> uh, six six lines of Pokemon uh, that are pure dragon type. So it's it's interesting. It's a, it's a cool typing. And you know, that's shown by Gudra. And Sligu, I suppose, too, which is the topic that I should be talking about today. Um, not really much to say on in terms of, like, design. I mean, it's a snail. I like that they sort of made, you know, because Gudra's just like a... Who knows what this thing is supposed to be. Uh, and, you know, Gooby's just like a blob. But, they, you know, they gave Sligu a little soft shell, which I like. It's cute. It gives it a little bit of a... Of, of personality it could have just been like a tinier gudra but you know they gave it like a, a snail which i suppose works because it's all made of goop um let's see well what kind of pokedex what is what does the pokedex entry say about this pokemon it drives away opponents by excreting a sticky liquid that can dissolve anything its eyes devolved so it can't see anything really <laughs> it can't see that's not said anywhere else is it its four horns are high-performance radar system. It uses them to sense sounds and smells rather than using ears or a nose. It drives away opponents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has trouble drawing a line between friends and food. It can it'll calmly try to melt and eat those it gets along even those it gets along with. 
This Pokemon's mucus can dissolve anything. Toothless, it sprays mucus on its prey. Once they're nicely dissolved, it slurps them up. Hmm. It crawls along sluggishly. The swirly protrusion on its back is filled with its brain and other organs. Why? Its shell has its brains in it? What's the point? <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I lost the I lost the area. Here we go. Um, its entire body is covered with gooey mucus that can dissolve anything. Be sure to put gloves on if you're going to touch it. Although this Pokemon isn't very strong, its body is coated in a caustic slime that can melt through anything, so predators steer clear of it. The lump on its back contains its tiny brain. It thinks only of food and escaping its enemies. Jesus. They really, like, devolved this thing, huh? What, are the, what does Gudra say? I mean, eventually, eventually we'll say something. Well, you know, we'll talk about Gudra when, once it appears on Random Pokemon of the Week. Yeah, here it's like, oh, this very friendly dragon-type Pokemon will hug its beloved trainer. An amazingly friendly Pokemon. Like, what? It's very friendly towards people. If you grow close to it, Gudra will hug you. Like, what happened to the, to the, like, acidic, dissolves anything it touches of Sligoo? <laughs> Why did it go from being, like, extremely dangerous and, like, it'll dissolve you even if you're best friends with it to like oh it's you're literally it's your best friend and it loves you with all of its heart and Sligoo's like it will eat you even if you're its friend it doesn't matter <laughs> well uh let's move on it's trivia Sligoo was designed by Saya Surada Suruda Suruda yeah sorry uh this is a person who is an illustrator for the Pokemon trading card game Apparently also designed uh, Sligoo. Saya Surudu designed the following Pokemon. Audino, Galvantula, Aromatisse, Gumi, and Indeedee. I guess technically they probably also designed the whole lines for the Pokemon mentioned. Uh, or at least, you know, designed... Uh, you know, designed Sligoo and Gumi. Maybe not Gudra, but... Um, doesn't say, it doesn't say anywhere about Sligoo, though it does say on the, on Sligoo's page that it was signed by, by them, so. Sligoo's Pokemon, Pokedex entry in Moon contains an error. Its slime is referred to as Mucous instead of Mucus. Mucus is a noun as a synonym for slime. Mucous <laughs> is an adjective and describes something related to Mucus. I actually didn't even notice that. It's spelt, well, I guess it's not spelt wrong, it just uses the wrong word. Um, Sligoo is based on gastropods such as slugs, nudibranch, and semi-slugs. What, what is nudibranch? Oh, they're like sea slugs. Okay, that makes sense. Its snail origins as well as its dragon typing and elongated body may mean it could also be based on the Lou... Don't know how, don't know how to pronounce that. Lou Carcol. That's a Pokemon. A mythical serpent slash mollusk, mollusk creature from French folklore. Hey, that makes sense. Because it's Kalos. How fun. I like that. Okay, anyway. Uh, for the final, or the, the last part of, of the Bulbapedia part, you know, the, the one out of two um, for random Pokemon of the week, is it shiny rating. Okay, like... I think it's safe to say that Sligoo and Gumi and Gudra have really good shinies. They're pretty much exactly the same. Uh, the blue, the like the, the purpley white color that is its main body turns into gold or like a bright yellow. Uh, its sort of belly turns into like a salmon color and its cheeks 
are uh, purple. And its eyes are purple. Very cute. Uh, the coloring is really good, of course. Gumi, Gumi, Gudra, and Tsuku pretty much all have the same shiny. I'm going to double check that. Yep, Gudra is the same thing. I assume Gumi is also the same thing, if I remember correctly. Yep, Gumi is exact, almost exactly the same. Um... So yeah, I mean this is a this is a top tier shiny. I gotta say, I'm I want to be biased here and give it a good rating because I just love I love the Gujar line in general. But I'm gonna be a little I'm gonna try and hold it back. Even then, with all bias gone away, I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. This is a good shiny. Maybe even a nine. Oh, it's hard, it's so hard. Okay, I'm gonna say eight point five. <laughs> eight point five out of ten for uh, Slugu. And I suppose that will also go for Gudra and Gumi. So if I if I do random Pokemon of the week and end up giving them a different a different one, you can yell at me because they're all exactly the same. It doesn't make sense that I give them a different uh, rating. So eight point five for Sligu. And surprisingly, I was actually able to you know uh, call this milking it or uh, you know scraping the bottom of the barrel. I actually managed to find a competitive moveset for Slagoo. I, you know, I always feel weird when I do a middle evolution and it's like, okay, nobody uses this thing because it's not Little Cup and it's not final, it's not fully evolved. But, uh, some, some middle evolutions take good, good, good use of like Eviolite, like Dublade, because Aegislash is just overpowered. And I guess this also goes for Gudra. Well, Gudra's UU. Is Gudra really UU? Is Gudra not that good? Interesting. Okay, I take that back. Well, there is a there's a there's a, a never used um move set for um for Slagu. You know, it's in the tier not fully evolved. Um, but like like there's a few of them that appear, like Chansey, Dublade, like I said, Gligar, um is is are the tier Pokemon that are just not fully evolved, but they can still be good. Like for example, Gudra here or Slagu here has a never used. As far as special tanks go and never used, Slagu manages to hold its own thanks to a number of desirable traits, notably its unique mono dragon typing in conjunction with its high special bulk, which enables it to check a myriad of threatening special attackers such as Magmortar, Rotom, and Life Orb Samurai. Sap Sipper further Slagu's whaling capabilities capabilities, letting it serve as a hard counter to Lilligant without hidden power ice, one of NU's most fearsome Pokemon, as well as granting it the ability to switch into Sleep Powder from the likes of Lilligant and Vivian. Curse is another one of Slugu's main draws when compared to other special tanks in NU, as it is incredibly difficult to take, take, take down should it accumulate several boosts. Alternatively, Slugu can fulfill the role of an offensive tank thanks to its wide offensive move pool and a powerful stab option in Draco Meteor and a decent special attack to complement. However, Slugu relies on Eviolite in order to effectively switch into special attackers, making it vulnerable to the ever-present knockoff and, to a lesser extent, extent trick. Slugu also tends to take away offensive momentum from the team due to a nature of rest sl plus sleep talk. Lackluster defense proves to be cumbersome as well, and somewhat difficult to manage in a metagame with influ influential physical attackers such as Kangaskhan, Tauros, and Rhydon. You know, I'm always a huge fan of... You know, because we tend to have some pretty crappy Pokemon on random Pokemon of the week just because of the nature that there's not 
not every Pokemon could be a winner. You know, it's like, uh, you know, most of the times like this Pokemon's garbage. You should never use it. But, it, you know, it's nice seeing something like Slagoo actually get some, some time in the spotlight because it can be pretty good with Eviolite because, I mean, it's literally the predecessor to, to Gudra. You know, it's the middle evolution of Gudra and Gudra's already pretty darn good. So it's not surprising to me that Slagoo is actually not that bad of a Pokemon. And it makes me really happy to see like such a positive write-up about this Pokemon when it's literally just a middle evolution of Gudra, who's not even in OU. <laughs> Uh, this is written by Hootie, by the way, with an IE. Uh, and the set is Curse. Curse, Outrage, Rest, Sleep Talk, uh, with Eviolite, Sapsipper as its ability, Careful Nature, which is plus special defense and minus special attack, 252 HP EVs, 168 defense EVs, and 88 special defense EVs. And you know what? I'm going to keep reading a little bit here. Oh, there's another one. There's another set. Um, okay, I'm, I'm going to read through this, uh, this, uh, this other set. I'm not going to read everything. Wow. There's a lot here. There's so much. There's two sets and each of the sets are like incredibly detailed. Well, good job. Hootie. Hootie really likes Lagoo. Apparently. Uh, the other set is offensive with Draco Meteor, Sludge Bomb, Muddy Water, Thunderbolt, uh, Eviolite, Sapsipper, Modest Nature, plus special attack, minus attack. 92 HP, 252 special attack, and 164 speed EVs. Wow. I'm going to look at other options. Uh, I'm going to read this out. Well, no, I'm not going to read it out. It's a, it's a, it, you, know, you sort of need to read through the entire thing to, to get the context for the other options, so I'm not going to read it out. I'm just very surprised and very happy that Slagoo is getting so much love, you know, even in, in Never Used, which is not that horrible of a tier. I mean, you know, it's it's above PU, but, like, it's above PU, you know? Well, that that made my day. I don't know why that made my day so much. It's just, it's nice and very refreshing to get sort of a positive outlook on maybe a lesser than, you know, lackluster Pokemon on, on uh, in terms of competitive viability, but it's a nice change. You know, we normally get really crappy Pokemon at random Pokemon of the week competitive wise. Uh, so seeing this is, is very enlightening. It's very, it makes me very happy to see. Okay. And that's going to wrap it up for random Pokemon of the week. And, uh, we're going to get onto the main topic of today's episode, which, uh, I meant to put a little disclaimer at the beginning. Uh, I don't know how well this is going to work out. It's a conversation topic. I'm sort of testing the waters here. Uh, when it comes to talking about this, because like I said, I don't know if this is a conversation topic that I can really go super in depth about. And because of that, I think that this episode is going to be a lot shorter than the rest of them. Um, I mean, we're only 35 minutes in getting to the main topic and this main topic is something I don't really feel that confident in talking about. Um, and it's more so just sort of a food for thought uh, like a, like a, like a, a theory, uh, more so than like a conversation topic. Uh, I don't, I don't know the right term to phrase it. Like it's just sort of a, Hey, I'm getting this out there because I think it's interesting kind of thing to talk about. Um, and like, it's, it's sort of a dilemma that I've been dealing with personally. Um, 
and that's another reason that I'm a little bit not not as confident as I normally am because I don't know if this is a uh, a dilemma or something that is as relatable as some of the other things that I might talk about um, because you know I'm a bit of a like obsessed person when it comes to Pokemon I take it very seriously because it's a huge thing in my life and I do know a lot of people like that but obviously people coming in and listening to this podcast aren't going to be as into Pokemon nearly as much as I am uh, I consider myself a super fan uh, maybe even on the verge of being obsessed with it. <laughs> That's a joke, and it's also half not a joke. Uh, but like, and I and I just it sounds insane for me to say this, but like I genuinely do not know if this is something that other people, uh, problems that other people have. And the problem that I've been having recently is not just not knowing which Pokemon came to play. <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy, but hear me out here. Uh, there's two sort of scenarios that I can see this becoming a problem. My scenario, where I've played every Pokemon game, every main series Pokemon game before. This is a this is exclusively about the main series Pokemon games. By the way, this is not this is not including Mystery Dungeon, Ranger, any of the spinoff games. This is solely the main generations of Pokemon. Um, I'm at a point in my life where I have played through every single po- main series Pokemon game at least twice. You know, not counting Sword and Shield, I would say maybe even at least three or four times per game. Because I've only played through Sword and Shield twice, because it's new. I've played through Generation 4 more times than I can count. With, you know, me having Pokemon Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum as a kid. You know, I played through those multiple times. I've played through Black and White a few times. I've played through Black White 2 a few times. Uh, I've played through Kanto. God, who knows how many times I've gone through the Kanto region. Whether it be in Gold and Silver, or the Originals, or Fire Red and Leaf Green. Uh, I've played through Hoenn quite a few times. I played through it recently. I played it as a kid. I played through Omega Ruby at least twice. So, like... As far as I can tell, I've played through every Pokemon game at least twice. (laughs) And like I said, not including Sword and Shield, it's probably close to three or four times per game. And like, I'm sort of at a point where like, even now, I still want to play through these games. I love these games from the bottom of my heart, and it makes me so happy to play through them. There's so much replayability in these games because of the the different things you can do. You can do a Nuzlocke, you can do Monotype, you can add extra rules, you can do an Egg Lock, a Cage Lock, whatever you want. You can play this game however you want with whatever combination of Pokemon you could possibly imagine that can be found in the, in the games. And as these games go get get older and they get more and more expensive new games come out more pokemon are released more features are added more things become available to you and there's so many different ways to play these games these pokemon has probably the most replayability of all like compared to a lot of games i would never say that pokemon has the most replayability because that's just not true um but it has a lot and with that I've been sort of at a at a Pokemon craze recently. It's all you know. It's all I've been really been able. Not all I've been able to play. Jesus, like that. At that point, I would have a problem. But like, I really enjoy playing through Pokemon games. Just the the 
the formula that the po- the main series Pokemon games put you through is so appealing to me, and it makes me want to play them over and over again. Literally, after I finished through playing Emerald for this episode of Evo, for that episode of EvoCast that I did, I wanted to play through it again. Like the next day, I woke up and I'm like, I want to play through this game again with a different team. Uh, and you know that's obviously exemplified by the fact that I love Hoenn, but that still holds true for most of these games. Um, and like. When I'm in this craze of I want to play through a Pokemon game, the first thing I think is, okay, which one? <laughs> um, and, like, th- this could be easily debunked with the thought of... And, and this, is, this is a great point. Uh, whenever I end up playing through a Pokemon game, it's usually because I... And like, okay, like I see like generation five, like a meme of like black and white on my dad, on my timeline on Twitter. And I'm like, oh man, I forgot how good those games are. I want to play through Pokemon black and white again, which is something that happened recently. Um, and you know, that is a great solution to this problem. You know, oh, you just wait until you get a soft spot for a certain game, or you don't even think about which one should I play because the answer just comes to you. You know, the reason why you want to play a Pokemon game in the first place is you see a, you see something that reminds you of a game and you're like, Oh, I want to play through a main series Pokemon game, specifically this one. And that's a valid answer. You know, that's, that's a good sort of just like wrap up to that, that, that quote unquote question. It's like, okay, you just play through the one that you, that you want to the most. But I was in a dilemma recently where I was just feeling, I want to play through a Pokemon game and I didn't know which one. (laughs) And there was nothing that I could find that could scratch my itch of, of Pokemon. And I was surprised by this. This is something that doesn't normally happen to me. Um, I know that I've gone off track. I know that I sort of started this, started this with a, with a, with a, with a bullet point and I never finished the bullet points. And I'm going to address that right now. I was, I was saying, you know, um, there's two scenarios, that scenario and you're a newcomer, lesser, I think very, very much lesser. So you're a newcomer to Pokemon. You've never played a Pokemon game in your life. Which one do you play? You know, there's so many, um, obviously the main the main thing that you could do, I think, in that scenario is when, when you know, when I'm first getting into a into a game series, my, um, my the sort of flowchart that goes to my head is: is there a collective story throughout these games? Like, I was gonna say Kingdom Hearts. I actually don't even know if that's true. You know, something something that it's like there's a game, there's a sequel, there's a third game. It's all one story. Uh, then the answer would be play the first one. Uh, or unless there's an exception to that rule, uh, it's most always play the first one, then play the second one, then play the third one. You got it. Uh, or in the case of a game series like, say, Persona, play the most recent one, play five Royals, because it's it's the most recent one. It's the most refined. Uh, I don't know anything about Persona, by the way. This is just an example. Uh, but, you know, like, you know, an answer would be, oh, play through Sword and Shield. It's the easily accessible one because it's on this. It's on the most recent console. It just came out. There's still a, a fan base for it. There's discussion going on about it. Um, and that's a really, really good point. And I think in answer to, to this sort of theoretical question that I put up here, um, which one should I play? But, you know, there's there's that off chance that 
I think it could be argued that maybe Sorted Shield isn't the best one to start with. Maybe you should start with game, the, with Red and Blue because it's the, it's the very first one. You know, get introduced to the series like like everyone else did. Get introduced to the very first thing that everyone else was introduced to. And that's also a valid point. Or you could get recommendations from a friend. If you ask me, I would say play through Generation 3. Uh, you know, someone who likes Sinnoh, maybe play through Sinnoh or play through X and Y because it's, it's for beginners. You know, it was, it was catered towards people who were just getting into the game, which is a great, you know, so it's a, it's a great game to start out with if you're just getting into Pokemon. Um, and you know, th- so those are the two scenarios that I've sort of come, that I've, that I've come up with that someone would ask, which one should I play? You're like me and you've played every game and you just want to play through another Pokemon game. Which one do I pick? Or you're a noob and you've never played through a Pokemon game in your life. You've like never heard much about it. You want to get into the game. Which one do I pick? Uh, And the beginner one is a lot more easy. I sort of explained, you know, which one you should pick. I think that the the three top contenders to that would be uh, Generation 1, Red and Blue, X and Y, or Sword and Shield, the most recent game. You know, if you're listening to this five years in the future, the most recent game. Um, and that's easy. You know, that's that's sort of an easy question to answer because you have games to compare it to. Like I said, you have games like Persona. You have games that have a story. I can't think of any, like, sequel, you know, chronological games right now. I apologize, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, And then there's my scenario where I just wanted to play through a Pokemon game and I, (laughs) I went through all my options. I have so many of my Pokemon games. I own pretty much every, every game. Uh, and I even, you know, I homebrewed my 3DS, uh, so I can get specialized ROMs and stuff on my, on my 3DS. I was like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to play through the the first thing that comes to my mind and I'm going to just see if I enjoy it. And the first thing that comes to my mind was I want to do a randomizer. So I took uh, Pokemon White or Pokemon Black and I randomized it and I put it on my 3DS. I started playing. I got to the first gym and then I went to bed and I woke up and I didn't want to play it again. And I'm like, you know, this normally happens. Pokemon is like infamous for like you started up you start up a game, you stop for the night, and then you never pick it up again. Um, and I just, I, I didn't want to play through. So I'm like, okay, maybe that's not what I wanted to do. So I decided to start up my Ultra Moon game because I'm like, I really like Alola and I want to play through Alola again. Uh, so I decided to start doing Nuzlocke in my Ultra Moon game. And, you know, I got to the first trial. I even found a shiny Abra on the way. Uh, and I was enjoying myself. And then I went to bed. And then I haven't played it since. That was like two weeks ago or like a week, a week and a half ago. And I haven't played it since. I didn't want to. The next, the next day when I woke up, I didn't want to. I downloaded Pokemon Crystal Clear, a sort of open world uh, Pokemon Crystal ROM hack. I played it up until I went to bed that night and I haven't picked it up again. I downloaded Pokemon Gaia a rom a, a fan game slash you know rom hack for pokemon fire red leaf green that i've heard really really good things about i got my starter pokemon i went to bed and i never i stopped playing it and like you know you you might just be like oh lily you're being you know uh you're too you're too stingy about this you know uh obviously you should just pick a game and you should stay with it but like 
I was surprised at how how I didn't know which one I wanted to pick. I tried, you know, I tried picking a lot of different games. I tried picking a traditional ROM hack with Pokemon Gaia. I tried doing an, an something new, something I've never played before uh, with Pokemon Crystal Clear. I tried doing another randomizer. I tried doing a Nuzlocke. And like, I just, I don't know. I, I, I want to say that it was that like, oh, I've just burned myself out of Pokemon and, you know, I should, I should stop playing for a while or like, oh, I've gotten bored of the formula. But like the whole reason why I did this in the first place was because I wanted to play through another game and I enjoyed the formula. And I'm thinking to myself now, sort of in, in reflection to this, I still don't know which one I want to pick. I have every Pokemon game at my disposal and I don't know which one I want to pick. And I want to know if this is something that other people have experienced, whether it be, it doesn't just necessarily have to be with Pokemon. It could be with other games. It's almost like I'm too privileged. You know, it's like I, I have, it's like, uh, I want to say illusion of choice. That's not what I'm, that's not what I, that's not the right term. Like, uh, over, like overchoiced, you know, I'm overchoiced. I have so many choices and I'm overwhelmed and I don't know which one I want to do. Um, it could be that. I don't know. It's, you know, like I said, this isn't like a question. This isn't like a personal experience that I really necessarily just want to share. It's, it's, it's sort of just like a food for thought sort of situation. Have you ever had this happen to you? And I thought it was interesting that it happened to me. I like, I, I sort of stopped playing and I haven't picked up a Pokemon game since I sort of got out of that, uh, that, that craze, you know, and I've sort it's my, my wish to play through a main series Pokemon game died down. Uh, and I imagine that it'll come back sooner or later. You know, I sort of go through these phases where, uh, a certain game really catches my interest for a while. And then I stop playing it for a little bit. And then I go back to it like a month or two later. Uh, and that happens with Pokemon quite a lot. Um, and that's natural. And it could almost be that my sort of dying down of wanting to play Pokemon happened in that time where I was trying to choose a game. And that's also perfectly feasible. Um, and, you know, like, uh, this isn't like a cry for help. <laughs> you know, this isn't like a please help me. I don't know which Pokemon game to play. I, I think I'm obsessed. No. Like I said, this is just something that I wanted to share, something that I didn't really necessarily have a topic I wanted to talk about today. Uh, and I thought that sharing this interesting sort of moral decision that not moral, you know what I mean? Choice, this just choice that I had to that I had to take uh, would be an interesting thing to discuss and sort of get clear my mind about the frustration that it's caused me. Um, and I hope that you can relate to it, or I at least hope that you can relate somehow with your, your favorite game series. You know, it might not even be Pokemon, uh, or something else that, something else that might be happening in your life. Maybe, you know, uh, you're really in the mood for a Subway sandwich, but there's so many choices. You don't know which one you want to do. And you're like, I, I, I don't know what I want to order. Cause I, there's so many good options, you know, <laughs> sort of a convoluted, uh, example there, but I hope, I hope that I'm coming off clear. I hope you can understand what I'm trying to say. Um, just something that I wanted to throw out there. You know, I'm not looking for an answer. I'm not looking for help deciding what Pokemon game to choose. It was just something that I thought would be enjoyable to, 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 to talk about and something enjoyable to maybe share out there and get some, some feedback and some, you know, get a discussion started maybe with either just you with your brain, you know, 
Uh, if if someone listens to this and they agree or they have good thoughts about it or whatever, then I'm happy. And, you know, I'm happy to share my, my personal experiences with Pokemon, uh, like I said, that I've wanted to more in the past. Uh, and I think that this is a perfect way to do it. Uh, speaking of Pokemon Crystal Clear, by the way, Pokemon Crystal Clear is something that I'm probably going to play through and do a, like a little review and like a discussion about it. Like I did with the, with Pokemon Emerald. I wanted to, um, I wanted to say that when I mentioned it, but I didn't want to go on too much, too much of a tangent. Um, but yeah, the, the game is really cool so far, you know, sort of ignoring the fact that like, Oh, I stopped playing it after like the first few hours. Um, it's really cool. And I think that crystal clear is an outlier sort of in those examples, because I do want to keep playing that game. Not right now, but I think that once I do get back sort of into playing, actually playing the Pokemon games, that I think that um, I will definitely want to play through that game. And I think that that is something that I would be super excited to talk about on EvoCast because, you know, I like doing little reviews and, and discussions about games that I've played. And I think that Pokemon Crystal Clear is perfect uh, for a podcast because there's so many new things, so many things. Uh, about crystal clear if you're interested in learning more about pokemon crystal clear um pick asprey did an amazing review of the game on uh, on his youtube channel uh if, if you don't know what i'm talking you have no idea what i'm talking about just look up pokemon crystal clear i guarantee you that pick asprey's video will show up uh and it's sort of the inspiration for me wanting to play it because i was enamored by the game and the the rom hack um, I'm not going to go into too much detail about what it is, but uh, if you're interested in, in learning about that game, I totally recommend it because it's so cool, so many new things, uh, and I definitely want to talk about it on this podcast. Anyway, uh, sort of a different formula for uh, this episode of EvoCast. I liked it. I liked sharing my uh, sharing my experiences like that much more personal experiences and sort of a in, in sort of an analytical way um and i hope that you enjoyed it too but of course before we end off the episode we have one more segment to do everybody's favorite segment where we talk about a random move every episode move number 399 i'm getting better at uh at remembering these move numbers even so long after i generate them uh dark pulse Dark Pulse, in Japanese, is Evil Pulse. Amazing. Uh, is a damage-dealing Dark-type move introduced in Generation 4. 4. <laughs> Roman numerals are hard sometimes. It was TM79 in Generation 4, TM97 in Generations five, 6 and 7, uh, and TM20 in Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. It is TR58 in Generation 8. It is a special move. It is a PP of 15, a power of 80, an accuracy of 100. Dark Pulse uh, inflicts damage and has a 20% chance of causing the target to flinch and can hit non-adjacent Pokemon in triple battles. Uh, Dark Pulse is increased by 50% when used by a Pokemon with the ability Mega Launcher. Huh? Oh, powers up Aura and Pulse moves. That's, um... Uh, Clauncher, right? Clauncher and Clodser. Oh, and Mega Blastoise. Interesting. I didn't know that uh, that their ability did that. Uh, but it... Uh, apparently, Mega Launcher powers up this move. Makes sense, because it powers up uh, Pulse moves. 
Let's see, the user releases a horrible aura imbued with the dark thoughts. It may also make the target flinch. Jesus. That's horrible. I guess that's what dark moves pretty much are, but jeez. Uh, there's a lot of Pokemon that can learn this move. I mean, it makes sense. It's a pretty common move. Let's see. There's not much trivia about this, or not much information. It's just, like, the page is huge, but it's just because there's so many Pokemon that have both used and can learn this move. Uh, and it looks like there's no trivia. So I think that that is going to do it for me for today. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to follow the Extreme Evocast Twitter at twitter.com slash extremeevocast and follow my personal Twitter at twitter.com slash lilicion. You can get updates on my streams, my YouTube videos, and I retweet um, every Evocast post that I make. So if you don't want to follow Evocast, you can at least follow my main and still get updated. Uh, so I hope you all have a great day. I hope you enjoyed listening, and I will see you in the next one. Bye!